0: Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 197.
1: Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success.
0: And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to keep Entrepreneur on Fire daily and for free. Squarespace is the drag-and-drop site platform that lets you create a website that looks professional. Head over to squarespace.com fire to start a free trial and use the offer code fire for a 10% discount. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Ting is better than your phone company, and they actually care about what they do. Ting equals no contract and no BS. Go to fire.ting.com for a $25 service credit. That's fire.ting.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Frederic Irwin. Fred, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am. I'm thrilled
0: to be here. Thank you, John. All right. Fred applies her entrepreneurial experience, management, consulting background, and business operations expertise to help women business owners achieve the next stage of growth through the in-person forums offered via Her Corner. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Fred, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then take another minute and tell us about your business. Sure. Sure. Thank
1: you for having me, John. I'm my so pleasure. excited to be here. Um, I think that my background is pretty cookie cutter. Um, I have an undergrad degree in economics, I have an MBA, and I you know, I pursued management consulting, which I absolutely loved. And throughout that career, I had a lot of wonderful mentors who were men. I worked primarily with men, and it was a terrific experience. I, I really still sometimes have a hard time believing that I've gone out and created an organization just for women. Um, it took me about two <laughs> years to, <laughs> to be that that person. <laughs> um, but you know the reason that I did it was that while I learned such incredible things from the men that I was working with, over the last several years I've I've started a number of, of businesses. My first one I started in business school with my dad It was an import business out of France when eBay was just taking off and there was an arbitrage opportunity with the euro. After that, it really went more into the services um, side of companies. And I really, as that was happening, you know, I was in my 30s, and so other things were happening. I was getting married. I was starting to have a family. And I realized that I was building companies or building businesses for reasons that were a little bit different, and I was going about it differently than some of my male counterparts. And I was collaborating with them. I was in forums with them. There's a lot of you know, incredible places that you can go to um, as a business owner to help yourself kind of move to that next stage. But I, it almost felt like I was speaking a different language. And their advice didn't always resonate with me personally, even though I would say from a breast tax kind of bottom line, how do you do things? It was very sound. But some of the other things going on in my life didn't really resonate. So that's why I said, you know, maybe I should just start something for myself with other women like me who are ambitious, who are motivated, who want to build a business, but who, by the way, are also managing children, managing a house, trying not to tank their marriage, you know, and and still have friends and, you know, everything else. Um, And so that's how it got started.
0: Well, that's powerful, Fred, and I'm so glad you shared that at the beginning because it's so important for entrepreneurs to hear this because I'm sure a lot of wannabe entrepreneurs right now who are thinking about starting their business or thinking about taking that first entrepreneurial leap are like, why would Fred do this? Why would she cut out half of her potential market? Oh, yeah. And it's so important to note here that I've heard this from an incredible amount of successful entrepreneurs. You need to find your niche. And then you need to niche down and then you need to niche till it hurts. Because one thing that we just can't get through our heads as startup entrepreneurs, as newbie entrepreneurs, is the fact that the more niche that we get, the more specialized we promote ourselves in the more we actually have to give to the market then the more that we're going to actually get. It's those people that try to be generalists or try to be everything that end up being known for nothing, but it's those people that really niche down and niche again until it hurts that really become the masters of their field. What's your perception of that?
1: I completely agree. You know, a lot of folks will say to me, well, Fred, why are you building one more organization for women? There's plenty of them and they'll start listing a whole lot of them. And I said, yes, that's true. <laughs> There's plenty, and by the way, you can also go to the chamber events, and you can go to a lot of uh, other, you know, up and coming groups. But we are exclusively focused on not just women business owners. So first of all, we differentiate: we're not for women in business; we're for women business owners. Yes, um, and a niche. and it has to be a woman who is um, already a year in. So the ones that are working for someone else, still kind of, sort of thinking about it, they're not in the same boat. I mean, the boat that we're in, it's painful. You know, some days are really painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you need to understand that. <laughs> and you have to also be building your own brand, right? So we're not for women who are um, resellers for Stella and Dot or realtors, right? Again, it has to be your own brand. Going through that, that branding exercise um, and, and putting yourself out there and selling your business versus representing somebody else is totally different. And you have to want to grow. Right. So we've niched down at least four levels there.
0: That's four levels. And,
1: <laughs> and that's, you know, that it is hard because I get a lot of hate mail. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who, are, who say to me, you know, hey, I'm building a bu- book of business under a real estate brand and it's hard and I, you know, it's my own book of business. And I say, I understand. And I completely respect that. And there are some great places for you to go to help you with referral driven groups.
0: Just not not here.
1: (laughs) We're not it. Yeah, exactly. So I completely agree. You're right. And it's a great point to teach people.
0: And Fred, the people that are it, that are in her corner, just really feel like they are connecting with the people around them because they're in the exact same boat. So you have people that are going to stay. Your churn rate is much lower. And it's just a better model for a business owner such as yourself.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, We... We have virtually no attrition. And in yeah. fact, we, we surveyed our members just this past month. Um, we always serve, actually, one of the things that makes us a little bit different from things like Vistage, for example, is we survey our members on the topics that are most relevant to their business. And then we go and we get speakers on that. So we don't, for example, arbitrarily say, hey, it's January. We're going to teach you guys how to build a strategy. Mm-hmm. We ask them, you know, what's, what makes sense right now? And while we were doing that, we said, how many of you would recommend Her Corner to other business owners? And 100% said yes. And so clearly there was a need here for this level of, um, of intimacy and of uh, you know, collaboration with like-minded people. And so it, it's working. It's working for
0: us. Well, Fred, I love the little tangent we went on. Niching is so important. So thank you for expounding upon that. But as Fire Nation listeners know, we start every interview off with a success quote. It gets that motivational ball rolling, so take it away.
1: <laughs> Thank you. You know, I thought about this when you sent me this question, and I thought, gosh, there's so many quotes that are used, and I love, there. there's thousands of quotes that are worth repeating, but really the one, uh, when I really ask myself, which one do I tell myself and repeat in my head on a weekly basis? It's one that I've been hearing since I was a little girl. My parents are French, they immigrated from France and raised me here with my sister. And every time I would, my dad was an entrepreneur, every time I would complain that something was hard or I couldn't figure out how I was gonna solve it, my mom would always say, sorry, I'll translate, but she would always say, Frédéric, il y a toujours une solution, which means there's always a solution. And she didn't wanna hear any complaining until I could come back with a solution which, by the way, maybe was part of the reason I was drawn to consulting, because you have to have solutions, not just problems. Um, but that's really the quote that drives me every day. There's <laughs> always a solution.
0: I love that quote, and thank you for translating, because although my family also emigrated from France to Quebecois, Quebec City, and then down to Maine, I unfortunately can't speak the language, so I needed that translation. I'm sure many listeners did as well. Fred, take us down to the ground level. How have you actually applied this mantra passed down to you from your mother recently in your life?
1: There may be. I'm not saying there always is, but there may be a a misconception that sometimes you go out and you start your own business and you're just going to hit it out of the park on day one. And I got to tell you, John, I I have messed so many things up. And this is my fourth business. And I'm still, there are plenty of things I still don't do quite right at all. <laughs> um, and I think that what I've learned is that with every single business, every single endeavor, you learn something, right? And and really, the the number one piece that I learned um, was not jumping in too quickly, that things like branding really matter. And that before you even are able to get sold, if you will, or to sell something, first, you have to get smart, then you have to get known, and then you have to get sold. Wow. And I would get so frustrated, you know, why wasn't anybody, why wasn't my offer resonating with my target market? You know, I thought I really knew my target market. And I remember thinking, you know, what's the problem, what's the solution? And really, it's about really understanding your market, what do they want, and how do they want to be sold to? Because you could have the perfect offer, but if you haven't gotten smart, and then you haven't gotten known, nobody's (laughs) going to (laughs) buy. So that's probably how I think it's most applied over the last couple of years.
0: Great insights, Fred. And I'm going to use that to transition to our next topic, which is failure. Because as you know, as well as any other entrepreneur, our journey is riddled with failure on all levels. And we as entrepreneurs, especially the successful ones, don't let these failures define us as people, but we force them to propel us forward and to make us stronger. So Fred, Take us back to a time when you failed, when you came up against a challenge that you just had to dig incredibly deep to overcome. And how'd you overcome that?
1: Oh, let's see. Let me pick just one. (laughs) (laughs) Just one. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, there are things that I've done Really poorly, and then there's other things that have happened to me that have really put some sticks in my wheels. I don't know if that translates. That might be a
0: French expression. Well, sticks in the wheels. I picture like (laughs) I'm on a bicycle, and someone throws (laughs) a stick in my wheels, and I go over my handlebars. Is that right? Exactly.
1: That's the the expression that I'm referring to. Perfect. Um, But you know, so for example, I think with my last business, Catapult, which was a consulting business just for very fast-growing CEOs um, who were, you know, my last client, for example, was around 600 million trying to get to a billion and just had acquired a big international company. Um, the, the question was, you know, how do we implement that? How do we drive that back? How do we get to an IPO? And sometimes the failure was simply in misjudging what they needed and what I had to offer. And the biggest aha moment I had there was that an individual will often think I'm, you know, I've had 20 years of experience in corporate America. I've helped Pepsi and so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, big brands. And who wouldn't want to hire me? But when you're talking to your ideal target market, they may think you have a great pedigree and a great resume, but they actually do want to see a team behind you. right? They want to see what else, maybe what you're talking to them about is what they need, but they may also need other things. So while I was, for example, um, trained to do strategy and operations, I was not trained as a leadership coach. I was not trained in the finance side of things. So I really woke up one day and realized I needed to grow this company with the right team of partners. So that much like a law firm, if somebody came to me and I was working with somebody, I wouldn't lose that opportunity simply because I didn't have the reach back to other people to provide that service. It's so hard to get a client. You don't want to once you get in that final kind of part of your pipeline, you don't want to lose it just because you don't have that reach back and certainly not for any ego reasons, right? I mean, what I mean is you can't think, oh, I can do everything and and then lose something just because you weren't able to right. see the bigger picture.
0: So what was the one clear lesson you pulled away from that?
1: I realized that if I wanted to continue doing that, I was going to have to really build a bigger firm. I was in the management consulting business uh, as I had always been. And that in order to deliver those sorts of things, I would need to rebuild the models I had seen and been part of in corporate America. And that was, you know, that was that was one of those things where you say, hey, am I willing to invest? Do I need to find, finding those partners is just like getting married, by the way. You have to really find the right person. Um, and if you need more than one, it, so it's complicated and it takes time. And it's a choice. And I think for women, it's a very unique choice because a lot of the women that I meet will say, I don't really want to build a huge firm with employees. And in fact, I think men say that more and more too, John, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> I believe you. Um, you know, so so that was that was the takeaway was do I, and I frankly, I did, I started to build it. I had three partners and we were growing and then her corner kind of popped up and swept us all away. So, you know, there's another lesson learned. You can't control much. You just have to follow the market sometimes.
0: Love those lessons, Fred. And let's use that to segue into our next topic because this is the other end of the spectrum. It's that aha moment, that light bulb moment because just like as entrepreneurs, we fail and fail and fail. We also have these little inspirational moments that propel us forward that have us pivot just like you had a pivot with her corner. So Fred, share with us a time when you just really had that light bulb go off, when those clouds parted, the sun shined through and you said, this is going to be my authentic self. This is really going to resonate with my target market. And how'd you turn that moment into success, Fred?
1: Well, all right. I can tell you the story, but I unfortunately might disappoint you that it wasn't an overnight uh, shift.
0: No, I want <laughs> angels singing. I want a lightning bolt striking yeah. you.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'm a little too dense for that. Um, it's <laughs> a little longer than that. You know, the, the moment came. When I was, um, I was in my own uh, peer group forum uh, talking to other business owners, and I was talking about a challenge that I was facing. And the challenge, you know, it certainly wasn't a woe is me challenge. It was a, I had this great client who was the CEO of a number of hospitals. And the hospitals were um, along the Florida area as well as um, over towards Texas. And they were in acquisition mode, and they had eight hospitals, they were about to get to 12. And it was a phenomenal opportunity to, you know, to really integrate these hospitals and leverage some cost savings and that sort of thing. But the challenge I was talking about was the impact it was having on my personal life, that I was back to traveling every single week, that I live in Washington, D.C., and I was on a plane every week. And I was concerned about how I would maintain this client and grow it when it required so much hand-holding and that the client really wanted me there and the response that I got from the gentleman I was meeting with—there were several of them—they said, "Look, Fred, just figure it out. Get some extra childcare because this is a huge opportunity. You can't let this one go." And I remember thinking, "I agree, but that's not the only thing that matters to me." And I—I—I I, I can't just get extra childcare. I already had, you know, a full-time au pair plus a part-time nanny plus everything outsourced.
0: Oh goodness! <laughs>
1: so, so, and it, more importantly, it wasn't the way I wanted to live my life. It wasn't how I wanted to to be, whether, you know, it was in terms of being a parent or a spouse or a partner or or a child or anything. So that was the moment where I said, these guys, they don't really understand. They don't understand my point of view. And that was when I went home and I looked around my own neighborhood and I said, I wonder who lives right around my own neighborhood, my own neck of the woods, because I certainly didn't want to get in my car and drive far away again to go find the people I was looking for. I said, who lives right here? who has done what i'm trying to do while also raising children while also maybe being married although who cares if they were or not just who was a woman <laughs> that's what i was looking for and i found these women around me literally one next door who had built these companies that were now on you know the book of lists or top washington companies to work for yeah. they'd raised kids they'd put them through the ivy leagues i mean this these were the women that inspired me and i was desperate to say hey <laughs> can I have dinner with you? <laughs> and that's what I did. I just said, let's get together for dinner. And that's how it started. So I found, you know, these women, they had to meet the criteria that I talked about earlier. And we started by just getting together for dinner. And next thing I knew, I had some women in, you know, Bethesda, which is the next neighborhood over. And then Alexandria and AU and Cleveland Park and Georgetown, Grove Park. all these women were like, Hey, I heard what you're doing. Can you build me a group? <laughs> And so slowly but surely, over two years, I started building these hyperlocal groups, before hyperlocal was even coined, I think, um, of like-minded women business owners, and we would meet over dinner. And that's, that was kind of the, the snowball, if you will. I was, by the way, not running it as a business. I was still running my other business, but these were my people. These were the women that I needed, on top of the other forums and events that I was going to, to keep me visually grounded into where I wanted to go and to understand that my path might not look the same as the gentleman sitting next to me at the other forum I was in.
0: So Fred, in one sentence, what is a clear lesson you pulled from that experience?
1: Don't try to find what you need everywhere else. Look inside of you first, define what you need, and then go find that
0: powerful. And Fred, we're just going to continue this with the next question. Have you had an I've made it moment?
1: I have great days every single day. <laughs> but I haven't defined, you know, what does that look like? You know, what is it I've made it look like? And I I feel that way every single day, John, because I love what I do. Probably like you, you know, I'm so delighted to get up every day. Um, and I get these messages now from our members and they say every day I hear this is exactly what I've needed in my business. Right. So the market's oh. responding. And it feels it feels right. I don't know how to explain that other than just saying it finally feels like the chords are, you know, aligned here. This is this is exactly the right tune that I need to be playing. Does that mean I've made it? No, I have so much work to do still. I mean, we're still an early stage. Um and it hurts every day. It also hurts in terms of thinking through everything we have to do and the and moving through the next stages of growth. Um, but it, I know that we're on the right path.
0: One thing I love to talk about here, Fred, is the journey, the milestones, the achievements, the accomplishments that we hit along the way. Are you enjoying your journey?
1: Oh yeah, I love my journey, but it's not an it's not an easy one. I think that. Um, if you think about what what holds you back, you know, from, from jumping off whatever, whatever you're doing and becoming an entrepreneur, for me, it was that it's a lot safer to work for somebody else, yeah. right? And it's a lot more sometimes, it's a lot more rewarding. And I don't just mean financially. I mean, you're recognized, you get per, per positive performance reviews, you get praised, you have a role to play, you're part of a team, right? That. That feels good.
0: (laughs) My boss likes me. Yeah.
1: Because right now,
0: Fred, my boss doesn't always like me because I'm my own boss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I understand.
0: Well, that's powerful, Fred. I really can tell that you are enjoying your journey. You're totally right. I am loving mine. I wake up every morning. I get to talk to amazing people like yourself who are passionate about what they do and are looking to pay it forward. So life is good. And I just want to move into the last topic before we hit the lightning rounds, and that is you, your current business. Talk to us about one thing that is really exciting you right now.
1: I think that this is an extraordinary time for women business owners for a variety of reasons. I think that we're seeing more and more women, you know, if we start with kind of they're coming out of the universities and colleges and graduate degrees Greater numbers. You're also seeing um, more, uh, you know, more pause, if you will, in saying, "What do I really want my life to look like? Do I really want to work in corporate America?" Luckily, you've got these incredible role models like Sheryl Sandberg who are encouraging them to stay in because I do believe we need more women at the top um, in the big corporations. But you're seeing also those women that are getting educated, that are going into finance, that are going into venture capital. They're thawing the access to finance and capital that so many women business owners need in order to grow. So you have this confluence of smart, educated, motivated women who are getting into their own businesses at a rate that faster than we've ever seen. They're through the through the use of social media, podcasts like this, they're they're teaching themselves what they need to know, they're creating the networks maybe they didn't have, and simultaneously things like access to capital is starting to come more accessible to them. Definitely, it's a great place to be. It's a really fun time to watch.
0: Well, Fred. On that note, what's your vision for the future?
1: Well, you know, sometimes when people tell me, "What is it that you're building? What the heck is this for corner thing?" <laughs> and I say, "Look, have you ever heard of Weight Watchers?" <laughs> they say, "Yes," <laughs> and I say, "Look, I'm I'm almost building Weight Watchers for business, right? I Wherever like it. you are in." Frankly, in any city. That should be your tagline.
0: (laughs) Weight Watchers for Business. I love it. Except it's
1: the reverse, right? We're not trying to slim down your business, but (laughs) we're trying to grow it. Um,
0: You're trying to tighten the belt on efficiency.
1: Exactly. We want your profitability to go up. Um, So wherever you are, anywhere in the world, to be honest, if you're a woman and you're trying to grow a business, you should be able to join a group of other women like you with whom you can collaborate, with whom you can share referrals and resources to help you get there. That's the vision. That's what I want to
0: build. Powerful. Okay, Fire Nation, we're going to quickly thank our sponsors who allow us to bring Entrepreneur on Fire to you seven days a week for free. Ting is a nationwide, no BS mobile service that just makes sense. It's truly and completely contract free with no termination fees and no bundling. They have service levels from extra small to extra extra large for voice minutes, text messages, and megabytes of data. Fire Nation, stop subjecting yourself to overcharges and nonsense penalties. Ting even offers credits on unused service. Use less than you anticipated using, and Ting will drop you down to the level you actually hit, crediting the difference on your next bill. Ting lets you add unlimited devices to a single plan, pool minutes, messages, and data with your friends and family at a flat fee of $6 a month per device. Ting has incredible online account maintenance and no-hold customer support. Visit fire.ting.com now to open your account and you can get $25 off your device or a $25 service credit using that URL. That's fire.ting.com. Squarespace knows that every budding entrepreneur needs a stellar website. Don't be intimidated. You don't need to be a pro at building those things. Squarespace has you covered with their drag and drop technology. Let Squarespace help you create the perfect site. Pick one of their gorgeous designs and add your own images, content, and anything you want to sell in an online store. Your site will automatically adapt to fit any device and you can push everything out to your social media accounts too. Your new Squarespace account will come with award-winning 24-7 support with cloud hosting and real-time analytics. Sign up for a year and get a free domain name too. Support Entrepreneur on Fire by going to squarespace.com fire and start a free trial with no credit card required. When you do decide to buy, enter the offer code FIRE and get a 10% discount. That's squarespace.com slash FIRE. Offer code FIRE. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. So Fred, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds, And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, FIRE Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Sounds like a good plan. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I think it was the fear. I think just plain old fear. Can I do it? Can I succeed? And is it safer where I am?
0: What is the best business advice you've ever received? Oh, bar
1: none. The idea that nobody is going to remember what you said or how you said it, that they'll only remember how you made them feel. (sighs) I think about that every day.
0: I love that. What's something that's working for you right now? The ability
1: to listen to our members and to be flexible. We try a lot of things. We try a lot of things. And sometimes, some of them don't work. And I'm not afraid of saying, you know what? Scratch that. We're moving on. We're trying something else until we get the formula right.
0: Get the formula right. So Fred, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: The best one, I the one I love more than anything from a business perspective is Outright. They were recently bought by GoDaddy. And it's in a bookkeeping slash accounting software, but it also tracks your mileage. The but, but the best thing about it, John, is on a daily basis, it tells you what your profitability is. Wow. Like, it, you can't just be building a hobby here. This is a business. And so you have to know revenue minus cost equals profitability. What does it look like every day? So that's my favorite.
0: Love that. Well, we're going to be linking that up in the show notes along with everything that we've been talking about. Entrepreneuronfire.com slash Fred Irwin. So Fred, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be?
1: Well, it's a little bit... Um skewed to half your population. I would say one of the books that I love right now is something called A Rising Tide. And it was written by two women, Dr. Susan Coleman, who is a professor of finance at University of Hartford, and also Dr. Alicia Robb, who's at the Kauffman Foundation. She's a senior research fellow. And it is, um, really talks about financing strategies for women-owned firms. And the reason I love it is it's full of data and resources, and it talks about how you get access to capital in order to grow. Um, it's just one, it's, there's no fluff. It's really, because it was written by these two researchers, there's just so much good data in here. So I apologize, it's not um, necessarily going to apply, although the resources would probably apply to everyone. <laughs> it's generally for women business owners.
0: Well, Fire Nation gets up to seven book recommendations a week, so there is no worries with every now and then having one that's skewed one way or the other. Thank you. (laughs) So, Fred, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky, so take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: I bet you there are so many people who um, woke up feeling that way after Nazi Germany, people who escaped. Yeah. Um, So first, I would break down what you said that I have. $500 is pretty much irrelevant. You're not starting the day with any equity position anywhere in anything. So you don't have any leverage. The laptop is a nice um, resource to have. But you don't know anybody, but you know everything that you've known in the past.
0: But your food and shelter is also taken care of. Right. So that's off the table. You don't have to worry about that.
1: Here's where I would start. I would start and I I would basically break up my day and maybe my week into two areas. The first one would be... What do I fundamentally care about? Mm. What are my passions? And I would get crystal clear on what matters to me, and then I would I would tackle what um, what do I have right? What skill sets do I have? Uh, um, and make that list. Okay, so I'm personable. I'm not going I have leadership skills, and and then I would kind of figure out. Okay, this is what I care about. This is what I have. And then I think I would use that laptop to go figure out where I could meet those people um, and to just put myself out there. That's how I would tackle that. Once I got over the holy crap moment the next day when you wake up.
0: (laughs) Well, I've mentioned this before. One of my favorite answers is from Gary Vaynerchuk. And he said, well, duh, I would make a YouTube video about what the heck am I doing in this new world? And that thing would go (laughs) viral and I'd be a celebrity.
1: That's so funny. (laughs) Uh, And I'm like, Gary,
0: you're unique.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Fred, you've just given us some actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Absolutely. Um, I am online at hercorner.org. I'm on Twitter at hercorner. And you can always email me directly at frederique, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-Q-U-E, at hercorner.org. I'd love to hear from anybody, any of your listeners.
0: Boom. I'm going to hold you to that one parting piece of guidance. Yes. Oh, from me.
1: I thought you were going to give it to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a pure give and take relationship. You give, we at Fire Nation take.
1: One parting piece of guidance. You only got one life to live. It's so cliche. But really, every day, it's, it's about saying, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my life to look like? And just following that. And every decision should be based
0: on that. Oh, powerful, Fred. You have been so generous with your time, your expertise, and your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. And now let's give it up for our five-star reviews. W.V. King 1971, Andre Rummer, Lori 979, Adam, Bitcoin Pro, Biff3, Bahamian Girl, Yossi, AustinHealthAndWellness.com, and and Great14685. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire, and I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Fire Nation. What great idea do you have brewing inside you? Enough brewing. Take powerful action today. Go grab your domain and get your website up. I've created a simple seven-minute tutorial that will walk you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Thank you for joining
1: us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.